Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Thursday, July 14th, 2022. Our bit today comes from Psalm 73, verse 26, which says, My flesh and my heart fail it, but God is the strength that's the rock of my heart and my portion forever. And it's another bright, sunshiny, cool summer's day in my neck of the woods. Glory be. But you know what? We had better thoroughly enjoy each day, yes? Because with them just a hurtling by, it will soon be cold, locked up weather again. (laughs) And you know what, too? Winter doesn't pass half as quickly as summer. And have you ever noticed how the good times in life pass ever so quickly, but the bad ones just seem to drag on forever? Now, that's why we need a strong foundation to sustain us. And the one and only foundation strong enough to do that is the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because he is the one who created the heavens, the earth, and all therein and still maintains and controls it. Brother David puts it very simply but clearly in Psalm 24 when he proclaims, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he had founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods or rivers. And you can find that in Psalm 24 verses 1 to 2. And he's such a wonderful God that he even sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, to shed his sinless blood, to wash our souls clean of the abominable sins that had made us his enemy. So who better to turn to for strength and succor? Nobody. And I believe that this poem from our one-year book of Bible Promises with writings by Ruth Hams Colking, aptly titled The Living God, admirably speaks to and supports that claim. So please read with me. I place my whole confidence in the living God, not because things are going my way, not because I have what I want, not because I understand all the unexplainables or because I'm immune to problems and pain and sorrow. But despite my questions, my reversals, my disappointments, despite my sorrow and tears, I place my whole confidence in the living God. For he alone can see me through. He alone is worthy of my trust. (laughs) Now, isn't that ever the indisputable truth, my brethren. Jehovah God is the only one in this crazy world that's worthy of our trust. That's why the psalmist penned these magnificent sentiments. While I live, will I praise the Lord? I will sing praises unto my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, that's human beings in whom there is no help, no salvation. His breath goeth forth, his spirit departs, 
he returned to his earth. In that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that had the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is the Lord is God, which made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever. And that comes from Psalm 146, verses 2 to 6. Yes, friends, that's whom we must put our wholehearted trust in, Almighty God, our Creator and Controller. And that only makes logical sense. If He created us and still controls us, then why should we put our trust in any other being? Eh? No reason whatsoever? Now, here is a Bible promise associated with the poem we just shared. It comes from that magnificent psalm of Asaph, Psalm 73, when he was dealing with the problem of seeing the wicked prosper. He acknowledges, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. I had almost stumbled. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish or the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And that comes from Psalm 73, verses 2 to 3. And sadly, today, many of us, like Asaph back then, are still finding it difficult to deal with that particular problem. Yes, the wicked do seem to prosper in their wickedness, but thankfully, Asaph finally understood the end of the wicked when he went into God's sanctuary. And you'll find that in verse 17. He says, the Lord has indeed set them in slippery places and casted us, them down in destruction. That's verse 18. But you know what? He's going to do that all in his own time. And that's what we need to understand. The Lord has made it very clear in many instances in his word that the wicked will face destruction, but only when he's ready to do it. And until we understand that, we'll continually have a problem seeing the wicked prosper and being sorely tempted like Asaph to follow their example and sell our souls to Beelzebub instead of the Lord God Jehovah. But hopefully, also like Asaph, we'll come to our senses sooner rather than later. Here is how he describes it. How are they brought into desolation as in a moment? They are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream, when one awaketh, so, O Lord, when thou wakest, thou shalt despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins, that's pierced in my mind. So foolish was I, and ignorant. I was a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I'm continually with thee. Thou hast holden or held me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel and afterward receive me to glory. And that comes from Psalm 73, verses 19 to 24. And isn't that the awesome truth, people? The Lord will destroy the wicked as he has promised and receive the righteous to glory but just in his own time. And as Asaph finally declares, 
Would you believe I spell simple, declares Ra? Uh, yes, he says, whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength or rock of my heart and my portion forever. Yes, my fellow saints, that's the conclusion we must also come to if we are to live the enjoyable and abundant life that Christ died for us to have. And by the way, those are the verses the Bible promises associated with the poem. I guess I just found it necessary to give us a fuller understanding of the situation, put it into better context. And having said that, then there is no reason to exclude the last two verses of the psalm, which are also very enlightening and reassuring. As Asaph says, For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go whoring from thee, those who are unfaithful to you. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I may declare, yes, we spell it right there, that I may declare all thy works. And that's Psalm 73, 27 to 28. Hopefully, those words will also confidently rise up from our hearts and sincerely fall from our lips as we place our eternal trust in the Lord our God. Now, let's go home declaring, all right, as twice we spell it right for the day, and thus activating our Thursday blessings, the many blessings God has so generously bestowed on us to do his earthly work. Altogether now, I declare that I am blessed with God's supernatural wisdom and receive clear direction for my life. I declare today that I am blessed with creativity, courage, talent, and abundance. I'm blessed with a strong will, self-control, and self-discipline. I'm blessed with a great family, good friends, good health, faith, favor, and fulfillment. I'm blessed with success, supernatural strength, promotion, and divine protection. I'm blessed with a compassionate heart and a positive outlook on life. I declare that any curse or negative word that's ever been spoken over me is broken right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that everything I put my hands to will prosper and succeed. I declare it today and every day. Amen. And now, friends, if we are true and faithful, we'll go out and put those blessings into action on God's behalf. Much love. And the postscript for today says, true safety is only found in Christ Jesus. And that's the gospel truth. You can't get away from it, friends. Only in Jesus you can find real safety. Nowhere else, no man, no other supposed God, Satan, nobody. is only in Jesus. So let's wake up and live for him, the man. Every day we ask us to do that. So please, let's get around to it. It's the only sensible option. And we pray that we'll all find it in his mighty name. 
Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.